Good morning. Or good noon to you. Yes. Good day. So I was downtown Phoenix last night. What was going on? There were marches. Yeah. And um, there was just a little bit of confrontation. Um, and then I and then I had to go home. But it was around midnight that someone it seemed was maybe throwing fireworks. Um, and something was on fire. Uh, I don't know what. I think it was a building. Wow. Really? Yeah. Was that new? Well, apparently it's continuing a like a two-day tradition now. Oh, yeah? Vandalism and fires and things. Rioting. Damn it. Yeah, it smells like uh, a fire in our town. Mm. I've been I I've been told by Instagram friends in Minneapolis that uh tonight we should stay home because now there's like more and more supremacists and russians sending supremacists and local supremacists and someone openly wearing some kkk outfit um on a corner and In Minneapolis, yeah, there's a there are agents provocateur for sure. Yeah, um, but they're kind of all over the place too. It's so weird. One guy was a guy. He was walking around. Did you see the guy with the umbrella? Yeah, the guy who was identified as a, a racist police officer by his ex girlfriend. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, smashing the auto zone across the street from the precinct that they abandoned conveniently to be taken over and burned conveniently mm -hmm. to make protesters look bad, like Reichstadt fire kind of behavior. Isn't that odd? I mean, there's no way citizens could take a police station. It just, it's, it was a deliberate sacrifice of some kind for some reason um or do you think that they said yeah the they abandoned i mean they they abandoned it i think i think it was a decision made at the mayor's office uh -huh. but it, everything's gotten out of hand and then the agent's provocateur here. I got a call yesterday 
um, from my friend who uh, wanted his house boarded up because <clears throat> he'd heard about the he'd heard about white supremacists coming to town targeting black businesses and mm. maybe individuals too. This is kind of a prominent person. Mm. I'm not gonna man I'm not gonna use his name right now. No. Because I see that we're recording. Yep. Um I'll just say that he's a prominent person who has connections in town and heard something. I don't know. I didn't I just went and helped him out. We didn't have a lot of conversation. Just it was very nice to see him and uh, I didn't see any family members. We, I just stayed outside and just got the work done, got out of there. Yeah. But on that tour, um, there was a lot of North Minneapolis that was taken out. I don't, that didn't even really make the news. I heard about that yesterday. Hi. I heard about that yesterday morning because uh, Philip and I were on the phone together in the morning. Oh. So I got the report from Philip. And he'll, we're expecting him here a little bit. I mean, um, yeah. Well, here's the other bizarre twist. Um, I was terrified of looking at the video because I just didn't want to see oh, yeah. violence. I just didn't want to see it. Um, and I finally did look at the video and I no longer believe it was a real murder. Wait a minute. After studying it a little while, I believe that this was staged by two friends who wanted to make some kind of racial point, being um, George Floyd and um, the cop Chauvin, I can't remember his first name. And they worked in security together at a club. And the, the neighbors of this guy say they weren't even aware he was a cop. And George Floyd is a porn actor and he has a Masonic tattoo on his chest. And um, now you could say this is bad blood between two people who knew each other, but then I feel like it would have gone down differently. It would have been like, you know, hey, it's me, stop, you know, not like acting like strangers. And then the whole behavior of the paramedics who just calmly came over, flopped him on and took him away when it was time for him to die. I just, I can't, it doesn't compute. I've seen videos where cops have attacked black people and it goes down differently. And it's more panicked, it's more real, the emotion is more intense um, in all the voices. And I know that systemic racism 
is beyond a reality. It's the reality that we live in, in America. Um, but why this was staged, I don't know. And it doesn't even matter almost because regardless, it, something like it was going to happen in real life eventually, if not that day, the next day and so on. And so there's this other bizarre thing that I can't understand, which is of all the innocent black bodies that are destroyed daily and oppressed daily, why this one? And, and then there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that either, with it being, you know, the one that triggers all this rioting and catharsis and discussion and, um, but yeah, that's been, it's been weirding me out. I must say that's the, that's the reality I'm living in. And I recognize that it's a minority position. Oh. There, I got my video right here. And I've been encountering what appear to be legit black voices online saying just the, exactly the same thing. Oh. And I'm going, this is weird. This is weird. And what I also wonder is how much black panthers and other um like awesome and impressive extremists who have been pushing for equality um for decades <clears throat> have have joined in the strategy let's say of moving the human terrain with lies in order to combat the same strategy perfected by white supremacy. So the, the human terrain is being shoved one way or the other with influential media and we're in it. And on top of that, it's like on some level it is legitimate even if it is, even if the basis is a lie, because this, these are the real emotions and the real problems. And, and George Floyd is merely like a rallying point, a symbol of all this, all the real cultural problems, you know? Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm still kind of confused by it all but i'd like to hear from umar and philip because they're there the reality it must be infinitely more terrifying and horrifying and um so anyway that's why i i called this and and i and i and i wanted to have this meeting before I started looking at it more deeply because I was just like, oh, well, this is, of course, naturally, we have, we have to go to black voices, we have to center black voices. 
Um, but then I'm also in this strange minority where I just have to like let the world have its whatever is going on. And I, cause I don't want to, you know, I don't want to destroy people's um, sense of continuity, give them cognitive dissonance. I, I hate that that keeps happening. And I apologize to you if that's what I'm doing to you. Well, I'm, I'm, this is striking me as, uh, this uh, feels a lot like the no victims thing. Yes, this is our old. And uh, difference. Yes, and so um, it seems so dissociated and detached from emotion somehow that I I don't I don't even know. I where it's resurrecting all of the emotions and sense that we I've had with uh your and my conflict mm. from that because um in our conversations we talked about the veil of tears mm. wall and of that tears. whole meme huh wall of tears the wall of tears rather yeah, which is a whole meme that says uh, we have to dissociate from the emotions to see it in a rational way. I would say you can, yeah, that exists. I agree with you that that exists. And I do think that can be useful at times. But the way I see it is that... Um, Here's Umar. Oh, great. Let's let him in. Hi, Umar. Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, good. Um, right in a heavy one. We just went right <laughs> to this heavy, I mean, this is the heaviest conversation that Max and I have in our lives. So it's a you, conflict that you we... just walked right into, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> So welcome, Umar. Welcome, uh, Umar. We're uh, thank you and excuse me no, while I feast a bit. <laughs> I just I just I just finished my salad and I'm glad I did because what Max presented to me, I mm -hmm. I'm having a real hard time with. I what hope you that? don't. I hope you don't find that I am um, rude. I, I uh, don't find me as like. Um, diminishing your uh, response or your presence if I also eat. No. <laughs> or all of that. I don't. Ugh. So, how are you holding up, Umar? Um, I'm, I'm good. I am still pissed off. I'll be pissed off for a long time. 
um, like very, very angry, um, systematically. Um, that's not going to change for a while. I, full disclosure, hadn't, I've been in uh, protest um, support, um, angry mode. I've been very supportive of burning it all down, you know, um, with also the knowledge that some of the burning down and the vandalism has nothing to do with what we're doing. Okay. Uh, you got to pay attention to what's being burned down and what's being destroyed. Right. Um, and who's doing what, right? It, and it's, it all gets conflated with what's going on, right? Uh, but we, we still got to recognize how it's happening, who's doing what, you know, how it gets sparked, right? Um, and it's all kind of jumbled in together. And it happens at night. And I think that's, that's another thing to pay attention to, you know? where there's uh, impassioned, peaceful protest and expression of anger and dismay and sorrow and distrust and um, uh, revenge and revolution. Um, and that happens in the day and nothing sparks off. And then at about eh, six, seven o'clock, then things start to pop off. 8 p.m., 9 p.m., things escalate. 10 p.m., shit's burning. All the way into three, four, five a.m. And then sun up happens and things that people are dispersed. I mean, you got to pay attention to how everything's working, right? You got to pay attention to how everything pops off. Everything is escalating how everything is working, right? And there's a systematic uh, approach yeah. to everything that's going on, yeah, right? Um, so you got to pay attention, pay attention to all this. It's a lot to deal with, you know, but you know what? Fuck it. That's what's going on, yeah. you know? Uh, so, um, I've been in that place all week. Um, I'm really, excuse me there. Uh, really pissed off at, uh, the local government. Um, it shouldn't have taken as long as it did to have that motherfucker in custody and still to like if you wanted to just throw charges at him of the third degree of manslaughter you could have done that on Tuesday right it shouldn't have taken that long to find him we found his fucking address and we were protesting you know people were protesting 
I had his address on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that Mike Freeman, that uh, Fry, that, you know, Ardondo didn't have this man's information and where he's at to go put him into custody. And why haven't we seen him? Yeah, that, that's that's super weird for me too. Okay. Um, and we're just getting, you know, we had his name and the agent officer's name, but we didn't have the other two names. And one of the other two guys had his knee pressed in George Floyd's back. That was causing, um, I forget the what association term is, and I'll look at, look at it at another time. But I mean, when he was saying this, my stomach hurt, my disc hurt, you know, and you can't breathe. It's not getting anything, you know, and, you know, even from like a reflexive standpoint, he, you know, George was completely restrained. There's no reason. So, um, the act, the activity and the inaction of these officials that are supposed to serve us and represent us um, and protect us is it's not surprising, but it's um, it's dismaying and it's angering. I'm especially especially pissed off. I swear, and I've been next to him. I've talked to him. I had a great rapport with him, loved him. I will punch him in the face the next time I see him. And that's Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison? He's, he's the attorney general of the state. What did he say? Nothing. He didn't say anything until like Thursday or Friday. And then his whole message has been, you need patience. I'm a lawyer. I know these things work. You need patience. You know, whatever day that Chauvin was, um, it was announced that Chauvin was put into custody, arrested, and charged. Before that, he finally showed his face. Not a tweet, not a Facebook message, not a video, nothing from him. Nothing. And then he comes in with the same old black people and black person in power rhetoric of be patient and I feel your anger, but this has to be about full-on change. Well, you talk all this grand scheme, you know, um, macro stuff. And where are you about putting the pressure on Mike Freeman or Tom Freeman, you'll do what you have to do to do his job for him and get him out so it doesn't get done now. He needed to say something on Tuesday. Wednesday at the later. What's free? Who's Freeman? Mike Freeman, the um, Hennepin County attorney. Okay. What who's is... charged? He's in charge of charging. Oh, he's in charge of charging the cops. Mm-hmm. Okay. He makes the charge. He, he makes... Yeah. So, you know, this is, um, it's it's all across the board, you know, and. You know, it's, it reminded me 
you know, it's great that we have um, Black Latinx as the chief of police. We have a Black man as the attorney general, but they're in action and to slow action that is pretty much meaningless <laughs> and really only surface. You know, we could have done surface, the surface stuff on Tuesday. We decided not to. You know, all this, we need to find all of the other evidence and this and that. And what evidence do you need than what you saw? I, I go back to when the lady, the white lady was shot and killed by the police officer and was pretty much quickly found out that, you know, of the two officers, the one who shot and killed her is the Somali one. And there was no, oh, we need evidence and we need this and we need procedure and this and that. He was found out with the quickness. Uh, wasn't no third degree, <laughs> you know, and he was put in jail. We haven't heard from him since, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, I expect the same. I expected the same to happen here, and it hasn't. And we still have three three officers, three overseers, who haven't been arrested and charged, and they're still out there. They're fired. Great. And then, you know, more than likely, there'll be there'll be an appeal, they'll be rehired, they'll be back on the force. You know? So I'm I'm really angry at them. Um, I've been holding I've been all on that all those emotions for days. And then at the end of today's church service, I wept for the first time um just the readings that i did and pastor chris's message was just yeah did it feel like did it feel like that kind of normal that returns after nothing is done inadequate things are done and then it settles in that God damn it, like nothing has changed enough again. Or No. I mean, it's pisses it pisses me off more. It increases my anger. I'm not I don't have any resolution in it, you know, of it's the same old shit, same old shit, same old shit, you know. Um And I've already been, I was already pissed off because of Ahmaud Arbery, you know. This was, they sparked, that sparked a fire. And this, in George's death, poured a shit ton of a kerosene on it. So, where we're at. Um, and knowing that they are doing, they're moving slowly, doing very little to almost nothing, is, like, I am of the feeling that we either burn it down or we get the hell out of this country, let alone state. <laughs> you know, and go somewhere else where 
we're fucking respected. Yeah. Like New Zealand, where my daughter is. <laughs> oh yeah, she she moving there. She biz. What's going on with her? Excuse me. Oh. Yeah. Um. I um. She's. I mean, she's working there. Still, she'll be back in November. Okay. Our contract ends in November. Oh, okay. But she's intending to stay there and live there, emigrate there. Oh, okay. Because she hates the United States. Okay. And I don't blame her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a race conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, race is a product of racism. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And racism, uh, I think it's pretty clear it was invented here. No. It was invented in Europe. <laughs> um, I mean, that's how the slave trade happened. And then just like, they didn't ask black people to get on the ships and then like bring them here and say, you're lower and less than us. <laughs> they did it there. <laughs> they did it there. They did it before 1619. Tried to do it to the Moors. You know? Yeah. Um, what's happening with the people we call the Arabs? They're doing it to the Moors. And the Sanhedrin, you know, um, when Hannibal was such a powerful military leader and conqueror, it was happening about Hannibal. They tried to take down Hannibal, you know. Um, I mean. The Roman Catholic Church whitewashed Jesus, <laughs> right? Yeah. In Israel. Yeah, Philip Those... was talking about it. He he said that uh, the Kingdom of Judah is actually like the Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Why don't we get that in church? <laughs> Why is, I mean, why is slavery taught as a little blip on the radar of the history of the United States? Mm-hmm. Why is, why are they trying to teach slavery as um, a situation where, of, you know, uh, that, that was given to 
see Africans and that's, we love being in servitude to the white man. Yeah, that's, that's in textbooks in Texas. That's what they try to put in textbooks in Texas. Yeah. I heard Texas is where they write a lot of the U.S. history books for all the country, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, this started, that just started back right after the Civil War, the Daughters of the Confederacy. Mm. This ain't nothing new. <laughs> yeah. This ain't nothing new. No. The Greeks did it to the Egyptians. The Greeks and the Romans did it to the Egyptians. Yeah. Came into came into Quebec. What we know is Egypt. Learned our ways, learned our studies, learned how to be civilized, hmm. mathematics, science, and took it, developed it in their own nations, came and burned everything down to the ground. Who burned everything? Greeks and the Romans. The Greeks and the Romans, yeah. I was just going on from in BC, man. Yeah. They invented the police state because the, the police means state. Mm-hmm. So they created the police and then the police is, it, it's, you, you can't have this growing empire of destroying other cultures without the police to keep the people like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 The conflict my dad and I are having is—I don't even know if it's—it's it's not, it's not even worth bringing up. But it's just to divulge honestly how where I am and where he is. Mm-hmm. I'm always assuming everything is media fakery and created to trigger and manipulate us and move the human terrain and so i just i see this in in a similar way Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm like in favor of it because you know before with 9-11 i was against it because i'm like that's just blaming muslims blaming black people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this one i'm like but yeah, it tells, even if there's any bit of it that is untrue, it's telling the most important truth right now, which is that this is a real problem, systemic thing that happens daily, mm-hmm. daily. So mm-hmm. I'm like, anyway, so that's where I'm at. And I get, I get dad all frustrated because he thinks I am trying to turn an emotional reality into a dispassionate cold rationale and i'm i don't have an argument i mean it could be that that that's what i'm doing but i don't i don't feel that that's what i'm doing Mm -hmm. but anyway so that's just full disclosure about where i am on this and like and I was ready to go out and like, yes, let's, it's time to burn. You're burning the wrong building, you know? Mm-hmm. Go to the mm-hmm. White House. No, it's true. Thank you. Thanks. 
Hi, Julie. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Have a good day. <laughs> They're overwhelmed at Seward. They have tons of food. So I'm going to um, Seward Montessori to help put together bags of groceries for families. Oh, oh thank no. you. Real okay. good. We're still on for North Common? Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. I'll be home hopefully by today. Thanks. I'll leave the story. Um, so the, yeah, well, the, the challenge is how dispassionate, how rational are we expected to be when we're having our feels? I, I, okay, yeah, sorry. So it's that, I mean, and the, and the wall of tears piece where, uh, it just feels like autistic, or it feels like okay. you can accuse me of being autistic. I, I'm I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about myself. What and you know what? I don't want to be a psychopath. I don't want to be disconnected from my emotions. I'm not wanna, disconnected. I, I'm not trying I'm to. I'm talking about you. myself. I'm talking about myself. Okay. But I do have a tendency to dissociate be out of like a, what is that? That's a, like a, that's a fight or flight thing. That's, um, that's the vagus nerve stuff. That's how the human brain works and tries to manage what's going on. So I will get, I'll get up on my haunches and want to fight. Or have a have a have a you know a high freeze where like I'm just I am totally activated I don't know what the hell to do I'm frozen totally activated in my anger or on the other side there's another response where I just get sleepy I just I I gotta take a nap it's it I'm yeah it's overwhelmed I'm out I'm I just you know what I gotta go to sleep I can't I can't process. Or lay down, or a low freeze, to stay in that window of tolerance, that sweet spot of human relationship. Sometimes in in situations where it's so overwhelming, what's going on? It's very difficult. So that's that's my experience. I you know I just I can't like many people. It's hard to fathom that we actually are in this spot, and here we are. It's not anything new. We still don't know how to grapple with this. It's very, I mean, and, and, and like, there's a backdrop, like Trevor Noah was talking about. There's this backdrop of COVID-19. Yeah. The SARS-CoV-2 story is the backdrop on this. It's, We're already, like, in this really weird terrain. I almost had this idea. And this shit comes down, right? Well I, well, I almost had this idea. Okay, just humor me for just a second. Even, even, I'm with you. I want to stay in the sweet spot of community. Yeah. With you and Umar and Philip, if he joins us. But uh, we'll see. I texted him. So here we are trying to sort through this shit, but feeling manipulated, right? Isn't it possible that they don't know the effect that they've done by, by, saying all right everyone you're under self-imposed house arrest for three months they don't know what they've done and now they need to figure out what they've done and they've they've done this to us 
And who is the they in this? Just the people, the oligarchy. The I, white. You see them in a command and control center actually getting organized? I, that's yes. The, really? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, there's at least one in Omaha called um, Defense Condition. No, that's DEFCON. Um, it's called uh, STRATCOM. Strategic Which, Command. Yes, and it's in an operation on this thing. I think absolutely. I think they, yeah. they, they did it on 9-11 when they brought Bush there. And yes. then, but they were broadcasting that he was in some schoolhouse in Florida while he was being whisked. So that's all pre-recorded shit to distract us from the fact that he's probably in a bunker at that time. And anyway, so that's where my mind goes and i'm just i just think it's it's all connected it's not just a coincidence that they would do this right now while everyone's like all tense but well, who's bringing the feed so i'm gonna go let's go to citizen journalism because that's gonna be very key which has been infiltrated <laughs> citizen journalism has been infiltrated yep So we've got what I think what you were suggesting before Umar got here is that there's this weird mashup of the info. There's this citizen journalist infiltration, and then there's citizen journalists in authentic and in integrity playing into the same scenario. It's is just what Umar was saying. Yes, you have to pay attention to what's burning and who is doing it. I don't know that I have the capacity even with my own witness, even with my own memories, to sort it out on my own. I know, me neither. Well, that's why I asked for Black Voices to, to show up, because so, they've been... <laughs> okay. Um, before I go on, Maya, Maya's just telling me that during a protest in Seattle, a cop in arresting one of the protesters used the same move on that killed George Floyd on a protester. Seattle, fuck. Pretty blatant. I mean, that's pretty Really, really fucking blatant. Really fucking blatant. Right? Really fucking blatant. You gotta believe that he's like, okay. It's full on. We're bringing it. He he took the invitation for white supremacy and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. <sighs> so, <laughs> so. In, in 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 response to the whole acting in emotion and acting in rationale. First off, I think I posted this on my Facebook. Let's not forget that the police get to act on emotion, right? They get to fear for their lives and use lethal tactics because they're fearing for their lives. But us, the victims, especially black and brown bodies, are to become 
rational. We, we're unarmed. They're armed. We're unarmed. Right? So we're supposed to act rationally. We're supposed to act passive, um, passive, pacifically. Right? You know, even if you subscribe to being a, from a political standpoint, being a progressive or Democrat, liberal, whatever, and you're ready to take a bat, a lead pipe, grab your gun, and go ape shit on these motherfuckers. Um, uh, that you are supposed to stand down, but they're not. Right. Yeah. Right. That's... MPD was militarized yesterday and walking to, well, storming the, the, the streets like storm fucking troopers and um, shooting paint bullets at people who are on, on their own steps and they're not yep. even on the steps. They're right in front of their door. Yeah, they said light them up and fired right at the porch. That's just... Because they don't want to be seen. They want to be under the cloak of darkness. They're arresting and assaulting the press for showing what they do. Okay. Here's the thing, we have to do both. We have to react emotionally, but still be rational to organize. Yeah, organize. Okay. Because this, the, 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 the sentiment is that if we just act irrationally and act over an emotion, you know, that we're dishonoring our cause, dishonoring the life of the fallen, right? Um, And there are many others that go within, that infiltrate our movement and play up the emotional aspect to do the destruction of places that shouldn't be destroyed, right? To make it look even worse for those of us who are fighting, you know, no longer asking, we're demanding it and by any means necessary, we'll have to burn shit down and hurt motherfuckers to get it. Because you don't listen to beg, you don't listen to act, asking, you don't listen to please, you don't listen to rational thought. Right? So now we have to say fuck that shit. <laughs> right? Um, and I know we're running out of time. We got 15 minutes. We can cover a lot in that time. But I want to get to the protest at the state capitol, too. So there's a lot of work to be done. Anyway, um, so we have to roll. 
work on both lines. Now, here's the thing. I personally expect the impassioned and aggressive rational reaction to you white people. We need the time to be impassioned and irrational because our bodies are being murdered, literally murdered. And we get to scream and shout because we're fucking done. Yeah. We were done in 1619. We were done in 10 BC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We've done it in 500 BC. We were fucking done. Okay? Um, we were done in 1964. We were done in 1976. We were done in 1985. Okay? We were done in 87, 88, 89. Okay. Um, we were done with Trayvon. We're done with Patrick We're done with Tamir Rice, a 12 year old. A 12 year old. We've been done. So we get to act irrational. We get to lose our shit because it's happening again. And this time, without any rail, you know, this time without any deputized white people to go, civilian white people to go, oh, he was trespassing, or he was this, or he was that. You know, right there in plain sight, not resisting, wasn't resisting from the get-go. He was pulled out of his vehicle, complied, did not resist, was handcuffed, complied, did not resist, was yelled at, complied, did not resist, and then let across the street. Why wasn't he? Why wasn't he? There's a fucking squad car right there. Why wasn't he put into the squad car there and taken off to jail or whatever? Because they didn't bring him to confront whoever called the police on him for a supposed counterfeit bill. Okay. Zero reason. Umar, you're on a roll, but your microphone is getting scratched. Zero reason. Um, for Mike Freeman to say we have to look at the evidence and there may be evidence that will say no criminal act was, was done. We see it right there. The video tells no lies. Pictures, uh, what's the saying? A picture um, says a thousand words. It says a thousand truths. Okay. So yeah, 
we get to be irrational. But there needs to be some rational expression of that irrationality. And it's not on us because we've never been listened to. We've been rational. We've been, even when we forget to be rational, we're retrained to be rational. We're going to get cut yeah. off here. Yeah. You know, like I'll have a, this few texts. We're here, Umar. We're with you. Are you, are you, are you going somewhere right now? Can we call you right um, there? I got to. Um, get things prepared because I'm going to head over to the state capitol. All right. All right. There. Well, thank you for joining us for the time you've made it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for having me. We're going to be me. at North um, today at 4 p.m. What's that? Some of us are going to North Commons today at 4 p.m. Okay. I was told on Instagram, I was telling Dad earlier, uh, people are talking about be careful tonight because there, there's like more and more races showing up. So just, just, please. Yeah, I do my due diligence, so. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mark. All right. All right. Party people, let's not be moved. We'll see you around.